Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is EdTech in the Classroom, the podcast that connects educational technology with classroom teachers and students. We are so happy to have you guys to hear today. We are looking forward to next week at the ISTE conference where 20,000 educators are going to be coming together to discuss what is happening in our classrooms and what we are doing to create amazing learning experiences for our students. I have two great educators on the show today talking all about digital portfolio, something you guys might be thinking about for next year. How can we curate all of the great work that is happening in our classrooms? I want to bring on Miss Nancy Garvey. Nancy, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm doing great. It is so good to have you. You are the digital learning uh, director at uh, Copal Independent School District in Texas. How are you? Uh, talk to us a little bit about some of the great things that are happening down in Texas. You know, uh, we are in our first full year of K through 12 implementation of digital portfolios. And it was really nerve wracking at the beginning and thinking about what this would look like. And we just had so many emotional moments at the end of the year, looking at kids' portfolios and seeing the growth that they're making and seeing how they are able to share what they know in, this, in, a, in a platform that gives them a voice. And you are absolutely right about that. Digital portfolios is a way for students to have that voice, to choose what people are seeing and finding out about them. I am so interested in learning how you guys made the decision to use digital portfolios really as a as a school district-wide curriculum tool. And mm -hmm. I, I'm looking forward to figuring out how did that work? How did you bring that up to your teachers? We're going to be diving into a lot of this stuff today with Nancy. But first, I want to bring on Bria Jones. She is the director of customer success at Bulb Digital Portfolios. Bria, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Thanks. I am so excited. Thanks for having me I'm talking about my favorite topic. So I can't wait. I am so glad that you are here because it was only a few weeks ago on our Ask the Tech Coach program. Somebody had uh, actually tweeted us and said, what are we doing these days for curation tools? There's so many things out there. There's so many different opportunities. Mm -hmm. Are we having kids put stuff on websites? Are we putting them on digital notebooks? Are we having them just put them in shared online folders? You guys have a pretty interesting solution. Talk to us a little bit about what Bulb Digital Portfolios is. Yeah, one of the things that I love about Bulb is it is that place where um, students are really expressing who I am, how do I learn, and what do I know. And they have this beautiful professional platform that is really easy to use where they can bring in all the creations that they're doing and all the different apps and things that they're doing hands-on in the classroom. And they're bringing all of that evidence in a portfolio where they can then choose who they share that work with. And it's also a portfolio that they take for life, which I think is so important that it's something that continues this learning journey for them. It's this lifelong tool um, that they can continue to use. And of course, more information can be found over at bulbapp.com. That's B-U-L-B-A-P-P.com. And I want to talk a little bit about why. Why is this important? Nancy, you and your school district had several meetings, I would assume, mm -hmm. where you said, what do we want our digital classroom to revolve around? How did you come up with the decision to use digital portfolios as the vehicle for digital learning? 
Um, you know what? We did go through a lot of conversations and brought together a group of educators, um, K through 12, to really discuss like what we what we really wanted in a digital portfolio because we've seen them all over in different places. We've seen examples, but we really wanted to define what that would look like for Coppell ISD. And Bria talked a lot about it, saying, you know, it's it's something for life. It's something to allow learners to showcase what they know, process what they're learning, and be able to reflect on all of all of that in one place. And we really wanted it to be a living journal. We really wanted it to be a space where they could continue coming back to it, but on top of it, to be able to curate what they wanted as well as some of the learning that they're doing. So let's say they're really into um, like music and they are, they've built their own band. It's not something that they're doing at school, but through these processes and skills, they're learning how to showcase themselves positively um, online to be able to give themselves a really great footprint, um, something that they can share and showcase with whoever they wanted, whenever they wanted. You know, it's so important that when we're looking at this, we're not just looking at this from the lens of a place to put my homework, mm -hmm. but really you're teaching the students that skill of showcase. You're teaching them that skill of, of you know, professionalism. I mean, even here at TeacherCast, my digital portfolio is the website, right? And, and when we're looking at things, especially with, with, a, with a great platform like Bulb, it is so easy to put stuff together. Um, Bria, talk to us a little bit about what Bulb brings into our classrooms, because I, I was able to log in today um, using my Google sign-on and very quickly just start putting content in there. And, you know, I got to tell you, I might even be using Bulb this weekend at ISTE to show off some different things that I'm doing when I'm talking to different ed tech companies. Yeah. So one of the things that I love and I think is really special about Bulb is, as you said, like a lot of people have websites and other tools out there that they're they're using and they're creating. But I think what makes Bulb really unique and special as a portfolio tool in itself is the simple way that you can really organize your work, that it has a lot of flexibility in how work is displayed and how that really makes things visible and accessible so one of the things that I know is really important in Coppell is they're looking at tracking growth K to 12 and then having those students take portfolios beyond that it's a place where students are going back and they're adding work to there and they're easily seeing the work that was already in their portfolios. So they're being reminded constantly in a very visual way. This is where I've been and this is where I'm going and this is my learning journey. I always like to think of it as that and that story that they're telling of who they are and their uniqueness and their actual work that they're doing. Now, Nancy, you said that you're in your first year here. So I got to ask, what is the plan for everything? I can imagine a student using a, a digital portfolio, much like Bulb here. And at the end of this year, as they head off for the summertime, they've got a year's worth of stuff, math, science, English, social studies, whatever. What happens to all of that content? Are they are, Do they archive it? Do they then whittle down the 50 things into maybe 10, which they call their fourth grade year. And the next year you're going to have just the top 10 again. Like, what is the, what is the fourth dimensional plan here for, for moving forward throughout the years with this? So that's a super good question that we're asking ourselves pretty much um, all the time. I think that what's great about these portfolios is that they really are going to be organic. And I think it really, as kids learn these skills more and more, they will learn to manipulate their, 
their um, their content the way they want to see it. I think right now where we are is we are going into our second year and we're trying to decide what do we what does this look like. We know for sure we want them to have access and easy access to last year's content so that they can go back and process and look because you know a lot of these skills spiral. A lot of these things are things that they're growing on year to year, and so we really want them to be able to reflect and and learn because I'll tell you like even with, with my son he like does, he forgets that he's learned something like so like if I say to him like you didn't know how to do this six months ago he'd be like oh yeah I did but then if he can see his processes he's had those aha moments where he's like I really have learned a lot and he's in second grade but think about if they continue to, for that to become part of their processing is to reflect on their learning that, that's a skill that we're just really excited to be able to to do and I think that where we are right now is trying to figure out what those best practices are. And what, what's great about Bulb we've found is that we can change it from year to year and kind of make it make sense as we go along. So I think it will change as we adapt into getting more and more in depth with these things. Well, it's one thing to ask a teacher to use a tool. It's another thing to teach a staff how to use digital portfolios really as that philosophy now for education. Talk to us a little bit about the professional development. Did you start this in September? Is this something that you brought in at the beginning or the middle of the year? How did you get everybody on board, trained, and really, you know, uh, pun intended, on the same page? Right. So we did. Um, so we're thankful that we actually were using bulb um, in in pockets in our school district. So we had a lot of like master teachers that were already using it. So we, we really leaned on them to be able to be really good speakers for it. But I will tell you that we did a very large launch at the beginning of the school year where every teacher pre-K through 12 were trained on bulb. We had about a three hour time to start them off and we really worked on the why we researched why digital portfolios are important and spent a lot of time just on digital portfolios in general and then introduced bulb as our as our platform and then spent time kind of diving into learning the basics then throughout the year my digital learning coach team have been putting together webinars and on-site trainings and uh, one-on-one coaching where um, the, the conversations turn from like the tool to how to use digital portfolios in your classroom through processing through through um, experiments, through um, the learning process and reflection. So those are the kind of things that we're talking about with them on a pretty um, regular basis. So yeah, I'm gonna one, add- of the things- oh. Go ahead. one of the things I was going to say that I think Capel did such a great job on was that idea that it wasn't just a launch at the beginning of the school year, that they continued that vision and messaging in all kinds of different ways throughout the year from leadership to teachers Um, principal accountability, um, trying to get parents involved in back to school nights and things like that. Um, And I love what Nancy was saying about really driving that conversation from the why and what kinds of things go in it and why are you putting those things in a portfolio. Um, They just did a really great job with those conversations and continuing that through the year. So why bulb, right? This is the question for Nancy, right? Like when we live in an ed tech environment where there's so many things out there, why not a Google site? Why not a OneNote? Why not uh, just, why not choose nothing? What was it about, <laughs> about, you know, was it the visuals? Was it the ease of use? Was it K-12 happy? What was it about bulb that made you say, this is my platform of choice? 
So we went through a pretty rigorous process the spring before we launched and had uh, a committee of about 40 people, including K through 12 educators, um, principals, admin, digital learning coaches, anybody that had like a different perspective. And we just talked about one, we spent a lot of time on the why. We spent a lot of time on our top 10 things that we needed our platform to be able to do. Um, and then we went through kind of a pr pretty rigorous process of like inviting other platforms in to talk to us about their platform. We invited another school district in who's already using Google Sites and just kind of talked about everything. And what it came down to was um, the ease of use, for sure. Uh, everything, the, the beauty of it, the way it's very visual. When kids look at it, they're not spending a lot of time on um, background colors and these kind of things. And they're really focusing back down into the content and making their content be the beauty of the, of their portfolio instead of like, I need this page to be this color. And um, the other thing that we felt like it was really, really important is the privacy and the share settings and being K through 12 friendly. So when we have kindergartners, first graders, second graders, the privacy of their content looks a little different than if they're 17 and 18 years old. And so we really wanted that flexibility to be able to hone in what we needed under 13 and be able to let them fly at 17. And then the private share links for kids to be able to share just a portion of their portfolio instead of having to just share the one link. And I think all of those together just directed us right at Bulb. And uh, you know, some of the other portfolio companies are really great for elementary or are really great for yeah. high school. Um, but what what Bold did for us was it allowed um, a platform for our five year olds all the way up to our 18 year olds. And I'm going to be even more up to our 50, 60, 70 year olds who are teachers, because we're also looking at this as a place for our teachers to build their own digital footprint and their own portfolio, too. And it's happily does all of that. So is your school district primarily uh, Apple, Microsoft? Like where, where would you, what would you qualify yourself as? Oh, I would say we are one-to-one -one iPads okay. and we have a lot of MacBooks in our school district, but we also are, I wouldn't say we're 50, 50 uh, PC platform, but we also do have Microsoft products. We use office 365. Our teachers are on outlook. So we're kind of, we use Google. We're kind of all over the place with all of the tools. Um, and so I would say we're kind of like 50-50 when it comes to like the different types of tools that are going in. You're 50-50 between all three brands. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, 50-50-50. It's 150%. No, and, that, sure. <laughs> because there, and that's an important question. There is a lot of overlap with these things. I mean, the question I was, I was going to ask you here was, you know, are, do you suggest... And, and this is one that we get a lot in the tech coach world, right? You guys are doing portfolios. You're using Bulb. It's a great product. All those wonderful things. Are you telling your teachers don't make a Google site for a project or are they allowed to do those things and, you know, make the one notes, make the Google sites, make the all that stuff. But at the end of the day, when you're ready to share it, showcase it, archive it, that's where Bulb comes in as a portfolio tool. Yeah, I think we're doing all of the above. So I, we definitely have autonomy in our district and we definitely allow teachers to build as they see fit because of their experts and what they're trying to do. So they may have a specific reason why they're using a Google site or they may have a specific reason why it's a Google Doc or a Keynote. Um, we, what we really like about Bulb is that you can put all of that in there and be able to share all of the different pieces. So it, it, in the end, um, yeah, the, 
the end product, I guess, would end up being uh, on the bulb. But I also think that bulb could be used for all of those things, too. So we're having those conversations about what if you presented from bulb? What if your kids created something and used an authentic audience through bulb? Like giving them the option and the choice, because, you know, adults and kids all want choice. And so being able to have some expectations as a district being like, these are the kind of things that we need to see and we need our kids to be able to showcase that they know. But how they do that is really still up to the educator in the short run and then in the long run in one space so that everyone's consistent. You know, Bree, it's got to be awesome as a company to see your product being used. And, and Nancy said the word authentically, right? I mean, I know you created a digital portfolio product, but let's talk about this. It can be used for so many different things other than that. I mean, she had just mentioned, you know, uh, showcasing things and building lessons off of it. What are you seeing teachers and students using um, Bulb for outside maybe of the traditional portfolio tool? Yeah, so uh, we have so many great examples of ways that people are using Bulb. Um, We had, um, thinking about some of my favorite teachers, they're putting together um, uh, scholarships and um, and award nominations and things in Bulb that are, you know, that are super interesting. We have people that are documenting um, different kinds of hobbies. When you think about what are the things that you're doing over the summer, I have a student who's done a study abroad program and documented that entire journaling with making it very visual and interesting and videos and audio clips and pictures and, and documenting that. And then what I really love about Bulb, too, and we kind of touched on this earlier, is as a portfolio, that doesn't just mean that learning stays in the classroom. And we all know that, that the kinds of experiences um, and things that kids are doing outside of school are pretty incredible. And so to bridge what's happening in school and making that connection and things that are happening outside of school that they're putting in their portfolios. So um, maybe they're really in and they've done some really cool things with skateboarding or they have their band um, or they're traveling and doing all those kinds of things that can go in a portfolio to kind of create that story. And like you said, teachers are using it to create and design these incredible lessons where they have all of these resources embedded on one page. And so it creates this really specific experience for a student where they're really um, walking them through, okay, let's read this article, let's watch this video, listen to this audio clip, and it's put all together in a really particular order that's easily shared out and accessible anytime, anywhere. So those are some of my favorite things that I love um, about Bulb. You know, I had the chance today to really like deep dive into it, and and I'll I'll use that term, but continue saying it's a really really easy you know application to use where you just basically start typing text, you can embed, you can do pictures, you can do video. I would love to see what it can be done for anybody out there who's doing podcasting in their classrooms to use it as a digital podcast distribution channel because you can put your YouTube videos, you can put your audio files, your anything that you want. It would make a fantastic podcasting platform. And I know there's a lot of people that are out there listening who are also listening to our educational podcasting today uh, show. Um you know, if you guys are out there looking for a great place to store your audio, share it with mom, dad, and grandma. Guys, I got to say, give Bulb a try. You can find out more information over at bulbapp.com. Uh, you know, Nancy, as we get ready for ISTE here, there's so much great stuff. I got to ask you, as you guys are moving into year number two, what are you excited about? What are you looking forward to as you see this project progress into, uh, you know, its sophomore year? I am really looking forward to teachers having the ability to look 
at portfolios of their learners before they even see them to be able to kind of gauge like where they are in their learning journey, um, getting a chance to be able to kind of prepare and get to know their kids. I'm really um, excited as we move along to um, to be to see our kids start using it on their own. And um, they, I'm already seeing it and I'm just excited as they continue to build and they continue to hone their skills, how they start beginning to use it just for themselves and um, and do that more often. I think I'm, I'm, I'm just really excited about that kind of situation. Bria, what is the future of all this stuff? I mean, a, a digital portfolio, as we've talked about today, is is more than just a box full of stuff. Where can we be looking at this? Let's say somebody out there is in Nancy's position saying, I want to start something like this. I want to find these different things. What can I do to help my students not only now, but four or five years from now? Where do you see digital portfolios going? Well, I think there's a lot of conversation around um, this idea that a GPA and a test score doesn't really define and really express who you are, especially from that student perspective. So thinking about a portfolio in that really um, great way of knowing how students think and how they're applying knowledge in that in a, that authentic way. And I'm seeing huge trends in college admissions that are asking for portfolios and wanting to see more than just test mm -hmm. scores. I'm seeing districts that are trying to um, be accountable to their communities and say, look, this is the kind of learning that's happening in our schools. And this is real work from real students and real stories that's personalized. I mean, that's such a big thing in education right now and an important thing. And I think that's where portfolios get to the heart of that flexibility and that personalization of saying, this is who I am and what I know and how I apply it. Guys, I want to say thank you so much for coming out there. Anybody out there who's looking at this and saying, I would love to find out more about Bulb. And I know we've only got a few more days of the conference, but Bria, you guys are going to be on the ground at ISTE. In fact, anybody who's listening to this today when this episode drops, step by and check them out. We will certainly have the booth number in our in our, uh, in our our show notes here. But but what can we do? Where How do we get in touch with you if we're not at ISTE this year? Yeah, so if you are at ISTE, I will be there. So you can come meet me. I'll be in the booth as well as the team, and that's exciting. If you're not at ISTE, you can go to our website. Um, I encourage you to go to bulbapp.com slash library and check out a lot of great examples. I think that will help you um, think about all the different kinds of things that people are doing on Bulb. And you can always send us a quick email at help at bulbapp.com. And, of course, for those who love social media, please, please follow us. Uh, we have lots of great stuff going out on, on our social channels. So on Twitter, follow us at bulbapp.com and Facebook at, um, at bulbapp. So. And Nancy, I'll give you the last word here because you are living this. You are the one that's putting all this stuff together for an entire school district. What advice do you have any, for anybody who might be at the ISTE conference right now? We're thinking about this going, is this, is this for me? Do I want to put my school through this? Am I a, if I'm a teacher, do I want to do this with my students? What advice do you have? My advice would be just do it, like dive in, get get an account. You can sign up for one for free and check it out and see what's going on. And kind of what I would suggest for an educator is build something this summer, like try it yourself and kind of get something, maybe an about me page set up so that you can share that with the kids and kind of show them what it can do. Uh, I would say if you're looking for ideas, um, look on, on Twitter and search 
for at Cuphill DLC. My uh, digital learning coach team is always putting out examples of things that are going on in the classroom and things that are going on with, with, with our digital portfolios. Uh, and I would say, like I said, just do it. Like just get in there and try it. Um, have your kids start with just one simple thing and see what it, what it looks like and feels like. And, and then you'll want to do more. I just know it. And of course, yep. we would love to hear from you guys. If you guys are going to be at ISTE this year, check us out. You can always find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Leave us a voicemail over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail and email us at feedback at TeacherCast.net. Guys, I want to say digital portfolios are pretty awesome. I know as the father of five-year-old triplets, they're going to be six years old soon. Finding a great platform to keep all of these memories is so important. If you're a parent out there listening to this, check out Bulb. You go over to bulbapp.com. It is a fantastic platform, highly recommended. And I know I'm going to be trying it out this summertime to do some podcasting work with it today. If you guys are using Bulb already, we would love to hear from you guys. Send us some links, share us some examples. We would love to have that. I want to say thank you to Nancy, Bree, and everybody on the Bulb team for coming on the show today. And we want to say thank you guys again for making TeacherCast a part of your professional development. And on behalf of everybody here, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. 